On today's bonus Locked On Mavs, exit interviews happened. The Dallas Mavericks came through, and we got to talk to them and hear about their season, ask them questions about it, and they had some really fun things to say. So we thought that we would do just a bonus episode talking about how great this team's chemistry was because there was just some fun things that happened between guys. Uh, players were supposed to come in one-on-one or like like just just – singular and they can't started to come in in pairs i found that so funny because they just wanted to you know be together they wanted to continue to go through this together and the first one that came through was uh, tim hardaway jr who was joined by theo pinson because of course because they like they, they stand they stood on the bench all year together and then they stood in this uh in the exit interviews and they had some thoughts and some things to say about uh the bench what was it? The bench decorum, the, the bench yeah. decorum that the Mavericks had. Now they got fined a couple times during the playoffs because they were standing. They were sometimes closer to the court. Uh, Theo Pinson had that moment where he was wearing the white shirt and Steph Curry threw the ball over to him in the corner. And that was made a big deal. He mentions that in this. And he also talks about that may have been intentional. You, I, 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 I hope fans uh, could take uh, some, take some notes. I mean, that's how you get yourself involved in the game. So uh, every time we were standing, we had our crowd standing behind us majority of the game. So hey, showed that they were into it as well. So you're gonna take Mark out to drinks, a little, little night out. You want to know what's funny about all this? I didn't say nothing. <laughs> no. when we was losing. When we lost, you never heard anybody complain. But when you start winning, they're like, oh, they're up too much. Yeah. They're getting on our nerves. Yeah. I think I, I would be mad if I got beat by 42. So. <laughs> No, game three was intentional. Everything else was not. You want to tell them what they? You want to tell them what they? What you did before we? Before? Oh, we got fined, and you know, when I found out, I called Tim. I said, "I hope you got a white shirt tonight." <laughs> They're wearing white. We're wearing white. That was the only game that, that was we the actually, only game we planned it. That's the only game. The, but it was all, it was just being petty. Yeah, yeah that's I'm all. like, come on. When did this become a thing where? I mean, that happens. Blue lettering on my shirt. I'm like, how was that my fault? I mean, he made the correct pass. The guy was just spa- wasn't mm-hmm. spaced. Correct. Told me himself that he didn't mean to. He thought it was funny. So yeah. So. It wasn't a big deal. <laughs> Love that. Incredible. There's so much great stuff in that. Put uh, his number in the rafters right now. <laughs> we had him on the podcast a little while ago, so if you're just joining us or if you're new, uh, you can go listen to that. He talked all about you know talking with Rudy Gobert and, and you know being on the sidelines and what it, what the reason why he stand, Theo Pinson stands up on the bench all the time and is screaming and yelling and he he considers that part of his contribution to the team and considers it a real big reason why he's like in the NBA and, and doing, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and helping the team in, in that way. Uh, I found it hilarious that they planned the game three. Say, hey, you better wear a white shirt. He's more than a hype man. <laughs> oh, for <laughs> sure. Um, this was my favorite quote of media day right here <laughs> of the, you know, if I got beat by 40, I'd be upset too. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he's obviously talking about the Phoenix Suns because this whole thing happened because of the Phoenix Suns and, you know, He's right. Like nobody heard anything about this, you know, as far as like the fines and stuff. You didn't hear it reported anything until they started winning, you know, games three and game four. And then all of a sudden 
you know, they get the fine. You see Phoenix. They're like, literally, we're watching it at home in Dallas in the yeah. AAC, like after a timeout, whatever. Like Booker and them's like over there at the refs, pointing at the bench, complaining. That was one of the first moments that I literally put it all in my head saying, Y'all, y'all really called the league office over this. Like you guys, like they're <laughs> the complaining to the rest yeah. right now. So y'all really made this happen. And then obviously reporting came out after the series. It's like, what a, what a crybaby move to complain about the, the bench, like the bench being hyped. And I just love that, that quote from Theo of, yeah, it wasn't until we started winning. And you know, if I got beat by 40, I'd be upset too. Because let's let's do the thing that we can do, because we watched every single Mavericks game this year, because you know, we, we cover all of them. They didn't just start this in the playoffs. They've been doing this all year. That yeah. they've been standing that bench has been standing up every single game all year, ever since they added Theo Pinson, basically. Ever since Theo Pinson got brought in as like a COVID hardship player. They have been doing that, and he has been leading the charge as far as standing up, being on the bench, like like cheering on the team. And I honestly think it really helped them because you saw part of their home court advantage was they could scream out defensive coverages and they could scream out certain things coming. And they have like, you know, K- Jason Kidd and then Sean Sweeney and then Dudley and then like Tim and Theo and like all these guys were able to to scream stuff at the at the, the actual Mavericks on the court that, it, that they may not have seen because it's behind them, behind the play, all kinds of different things. I think it really did bring an advantage. And I also think it did really well for the Mavericks chemistry to just yeah. have that, to, to have those guys and why we call Theo Pinson more than a hype man, but he is a really good hype man. Like he hypes guys up. He's the first one out there to, to high five guys after a really big play and all that. And the chemistry of this team just shined through in this playoff run. But then also you could just see it in the exit interviews. I mean, you saw it in that clip, it was Pinson and Tim Hardaway Jr. just like excited and uh, and joking back and forth. By the way, Pinson, great hat. <laughs> yeah, great hat choice. Um, <laughs> you know, one couple things real quick. This is just a galaxy brain take here. So be <laughs> prepared. Go. Get get ready for this. Intern, turn the camera on. <laughs> the other team can do it too. I. Let's just let's just take a pause real real quick and just soak that in. The other team can do it too. The other bench can do that too. So it's not just hey Dallas, you know, has legs and they can stand up. Like your bench can do it too. So if you're complaining about it, like and you think it's that big of an issue, like why don't you stand up? Like why why don't you? If it's you, that big of an advantage, right? Yeah. If it's that big of a deal, like you stand up and and get your bench hyped, but uh, that you might have to because you're you don't have team chemistry. Like who did it in Game Six in the Eastern Conference Finals? The Miami Heat. No. The Miami were all up and everything. Kyle Lowry's over here playing legit defense on Al Horford, <laughs> like doing jab steps on him as he's taking a three. I'm like, dude, they have to get fined. If if we got fined, they have to get fined. <laughs> I also want to say this real quick about Tim. Tim makes $18 million yeah. and he just fully embraced being a hype man. Like, yeah. like that's not, I don't think that's normal, right? Like, you know, he's obviously upset. That he couldn't play. He talked about that in his ex interview about how much it killed him as a competitor. You know, that had to kill him watching this run. He also alluded to that. He could have played in the finals possibly, which is like, Oh, dang it. But it's just been really cool to see him embrace that role alongside Theo. Like, there's one thing to see Theo Pinson as a two-way guy saying, "Man, I am I, I this I want to stay in the league type type of thing of like this is my role. Like, I am such a glue guy, glue for like chem- chemistry team and everything. But also Tim Hardaway to embrace that as an 18 million dollar player, yeah, and you know a solid guy in the league. That's like, dude, 
if I can't play on the court, I'm going to play my role on the bench too. And it just speaks to him as a teammate too. Incredible, incredible stuff. And speaking of Theo Pinson, um, Spencer Dinwiddie sat down to do his ex- to do his exit interview, <laughs> and guess who walked in right in the, right in the middle of his exit interview and caused the scene? Hey, hey, listen, listen, listen. Come on now, don't be interrupting my whole thing, man. I'm here, bro. I'm here. Hey, man, stop it, Theo. They didn't they didn't want to talk to you, bro. They didn't want to talk to you. They want to talk to Tim. Good looking people only, man. Sorry, go ahead. Again, I, I can't speak to the foundation for the camaraderie or, or any of that stuff. I've only been here a couple months. Um, what I have noticed is, you know, DP, uh, Maxi, JB are definitely crucial to that. Um, Tim as well, you know, chin us on. I mean, he was hurt since I got here. Pretty much everybody but Theo was super crucial to the, the team camaraderie. You know what I mean? Um, and, and winning experience, you know what I'm saying? Even, even Bullock bringing that North Carolina pedigree. Um, was wow. super impactful as well. <laughs> so that's two different questions that he answered. The second one was about the camaraderie and the chemistry. And he specifically said, you know, everybody with Theo Pinson was a big part of the chemistry. And I think I don't think everybody knows that Theo Pinson was Spencer Dinwiddie's rook when he was in Brooklyn. So Spencer Dinwiddie was kind of a veteran in Brooklyn. Theo Pinson was a rookie. And, like, NBA players will take a player under their wing, right, and, and you know, haze them, but also just, like, show them the ropes. Do you, you see I did the wing thing with my – I actually did the wing thing with my arm. <laughs> oh, my God. Theo Pinson, Spencer Dinwiddie. Um and so, and so he's been going after him all, all year. He had another quote later that I didn't clip that was like, uh, you know, I, I thought our team was so connected. And honestly, we were the best-looking team in the NBA, right? Like everybody but Theo yeah. was like, you know, the, one of the best-looking – we're the best-looking team. We've got some beautiful, beautiful men on this team. It's like, Yeah, he starts naming everybody because he said ever since, you know, when he joined the team – you know, the sex appeal, you know, <laughs> went up as, for the team and talked about how sexy uh, they, they are as a team, how good looking they are. So yeah. great. But it just goes back to the chemistry, right? You can hear it in that clip. You can hear the connectedness that this guy, that this team had, even with Spencer Dinwiddie, who joined in the middle of the year. Yeah. I mean, what a difference from Washington to Dallas. <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie would agree. All of his quotes all year would agree with that. Um, yeah. Speaking of chemistry, Jalen Brunson had an incredible year, took a step up, and he he was asked a bunch of times, you know, what is the reason for your success? And he just kept pointing back to my teammates. My teammates put me in a good position to succeed. And Spencer Dinwiddie mentioned Brunson as a teammate that helped with the chemistry and and you know brought people in and all that was a big reason for the Mavericks' great chemistry. Brunson has been a leader on teams that have gone to the national championship in college multiple times. Like he has been a leader like that. And I think he stepped up in this area and he kept pointing back to his teammates as a reason why he's been succeeding because they put him in good positions, they help him, all that kind of stuff. He was also asked, "How do you not get a bit? How do you not uh, get an inflated ego?" like after all the success you had in the playoffs and all that. And this is his answer. I think the same. Uh, I think my teammates, uh, while they gave me, gave me confidence, they also kept me humble. Um, they, uh, I think no matter what the situation was with, with what I was doing, um, they uh, always find a way to humble you. And so um, they, uh, they just, they, they, they made sure I wasn't, you know, getting a big head or anything and that's gonna be a joke of the century um, yeah but uh, I mean they were great they've been great 
I only wanted to play that clip because he said to get a big head, and then everybody was. Then he immediately realized, <laughs> I do have a big head, like <laughs> just <laughs> just physically, like as a person, and that's going to be a joke of the century. And you you know that just guys have been ragging on him all year about that, and uh, I thought that was hilarious. You need to clip that and post that on uh, social <laughs> <laughs> to get a big head. Ask our intern if they'll. Post it. <laughs> uh, the one that I I did post on social, I'm not going to play here. Was uh, Dorian Vinny Smith's new nickname for him and Reggie? Um, go check my Twitter at Nick Van Exen if you want to. <laughs> Bang Bros. I was dying today. <laughs> I love those guys together, though. They they so great. I... And this was maybe my favorite quote of the whole exit interviews um, from players was when Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock were asked, how does it feel to, to be playing next to a guy like that, where you guys are interconnected and, and interchangeable in the way that you can defend, in the way that you guys you know play offense even, and how does that Im- improve your play? And this is what they had to say. Yeah, especially on the court. When I got somebody like him on the court, and, um, you know, who's loud, communicating, you know, you know it's easier to, you know, Get a break on a on, on a superstar, you know. Right. Me and him chasing mm-hmm. you know, guys around. He, I'm all the way across court, you know. I just, you know, tell him to get them, and they still see, feel that same pressure, you know, that I've been doing all game. So um, we definitely needed it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm happy here, but yeah, it's been a great season, been fun. Um, he don't never complain about shots. You know, all he care about is winning. And I think, you know, when you got guys like that, it, it's contagious. Who's the better defender? Shoot, we both feel like we, it's, it's yeah. we both feel like it's me. Well, I feel like it's me. He, he yeah. should feel like it's him. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's I mean, we both, I mean, he he can guard a lot bigger players mm-hmm. a lot better than I can. Yeah. I probably can guard. He could chase. He could chase that. Yeah. He he you know, through screens. Yeah. What I love about that is Dorian, Dorian's voice is the first one that you heard, and then Reggie's was a little bit later where it was asked, you know, Who's the better defender? And Dorian's like, I think it should be me. And he thinks it should, he should think it's him, right? Just giving him credit and then talking about how they're different. Dorian can guard bigs better. And then Reggie, Reggie almost didn't even say, well, I can guard small, I can guard guards better. Dorian had to come in and say, he could chase. Like he's good at that. Like they, they appreciate each other's strengths. And it was just incredible to watch those two guys. They, We've said all year that those two guys, Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney Smith, determined the identity of this Mavericks team so much this season. Cato had just a just a perfect follow up, you know, question to that when he said when he asked him who's the better defender because yeah. it kind of caught him off guard. It was so quick, and they immediately got awkward about it. Like even watching the video of it, like like well, I mean, I I, I mean, but he should say <laughs> that he is too because you know they're brothers. So it's like, well, we don't. I don't want to. You know, they would naturally say, you know, if they're by themselves, like, yeah, yeah, I, I feel like I'm the best defender in the league, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. But they respect each other so much. And then it was like Bullock as like kind of the dad approach of, well, I mean, he's better at this and I'm probably a little bit better at this. <laughs> you know, it's just I, I love that moment because it, it, it was instantly a little awkward for him. But uh, Dorian's probably like, thank God I have somebody else, you know, that right. can do what I do, too. You know, so it's not just me. We've been saying, you know, I feel like over the past year or so that. You know, Dorian's arguably the second most expendable, uh, least expendable, least expendable guy, you know, after Luca, because he's like our only perimeter defender, basically. And, you know, what a difference it was in that Phoenix series when they switched those two guys and put Bullock on on Devin Booker. And it just, yeah. So, you know, Dorian's a happy guy that it's not just him <laughs> anymore. <laughs> and the Bullock signed for next year. They don't have to worry about that. And, you know, hopefully they bring in one more guy, right? It'd be incredible to have three of those guys to be able to run around and 
and guard like that and to be able to, you know, hit threes the way that those guys did in the playoffs. So there that you go. That was another Dinwiddie dig too at, at Theo. Uh, <laughs> if you missed on that last one of, you know, when he's like, yeah, and Bullock brings that UNC, you know, experience and everything. And, you know, obviously Theo went to UNC too. So <laughs> he's just calling it out for uh, Bullock and, uh, but not Theo. Anything else stand out to you for media today? Uh, not a ton. You know, obviously Luca talked at media day and answered his questions. They're, you know, classic Luca. Yeah, he was ready just, to go, man. It was like, yeah, it was like a kid on the last day of school. And, and rightfully so. And, you know, I think the only thing really from that is just his short off season that, you know, we, we all know he has some national stuff coming up for Slovenia practices starting here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, he says he's got two weeks off. Yeah. So, you know, all of that Euro basket, you know, Jason Kidd was asked multiple times. I felt like of, you know, if he's going to be, you know, as far as Luca's shape and is he going to be tired? Like, or is, can he get his rest? And so, you know, I, I think that would naturally be tracked this off season. I think one of the things was, um, you know, just who's in the room for these conversations of big things that's happening with the team. Uh, you know, even Luca listed off, you know, some guys that, you know, he'll be talking to. He's like, yeah, Nico and, you know, Jason and, and, and Finn. And, you know, he didn't say Mark and whether you want to read into that or not, like Mark's always going to be in the room and yeah. always going to be, you know, helping make decisions and stuff. But what they've been trying to at least put out there is like, Hey, Nico's running the show. Like we want Nico, you do this thing, Nico, Finn, you know, the front new front office, this new regime, run the show type of thing, and I thought that was a little bit of something from from Luca in that. But Mark got mentioned later on. You know, Nico was talking about the draft, and he said, "You know, Mark and Finn's been working on that. Uh, <laughs> They've been doing that." Or no, J- I think Jason Kidd said that. Yeah, but um, but. but- Nico was asked a couple times too, is Luca going to be involved in player acquisition or in the offseason plans? And he said, he'll, he'll be the, like, we'll be talking. We'll be talking all offseason. He'll be yeah. informed on everything. He'll get his opinion. Uh, Nico Harrison values Luca's opinion, said he'll think about things differently than I'll think about it, than I'll think about things or that Mark Cuban will think about or that Jason Kidd will think about. And so this was a, a thing that he said when he first got brought in about having just, you know, the, the meeting of the minds together to be able to to add to this roster it's not just nico harrison going out there and saying i know what's right i'm going to go add the, the type of players that i want to go out and add right he, he wants it to be a collective and he's 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 doubled down on that now because he said that now after his first full year and i think that's a big thing and, and i thought it was important that luca confirmed that and yeah. luca wants to be in it yes because i i if you would have like if i had to bet money on it i would have said Luca's answer to these questions are gonna be like, "Hey, I'm I'm not the coach or GM. You know, I'm just gonna play basketball, have fun, and love my guys." This type of thing. But like his answer to it was, "Yeah, I'm gonna be involved. Like I'm I'm gonna be talking with them about it." And like, so I, I think that is something too—a small takeaway of Luca's involved and he wants to be involved, and he actually will admit that. And it's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm in these conversations and stuff." So uh, I thought that was uh, interesting. Definitely, definitely. There you go. The exit interview should be up on the uh, the Dallas Mavericks YouTube, probably. Yeah, you can probably all, go all of them are on YouTube. You I mean, want. there's only like six of them. You know, not everybody talks this exit interview. You know, we've been to a handful of exit interviews in the past, yeah. especially before COVID, and it's a it's a super long day. You know, it's like every. I mean, in the past it was like every player. It felt like would come down the stairs and talk to us, and then there'd be like. 45 minutes until the next player, you know, so it's like six, seven hours there in the practice gym. But, you know, today it was just, you know, six, seven of them, Theo and Tim were together, Reggie and Dorian were together, and then some individual ones and stuff with Kid, Nico, Luca, Brunson, and those guys. So, but yeah. 
good day. I mean, this this is the bow on the season. Like this is you you have your last day of the season, no matter for every team, regular season or into the playoff series. Then you have the exit interviews, and now the players kind of do their own thing. They all go to you know on vacation. You know, Break. some of them are you know we heard, we Come would away with us in the summer and go upstate. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, I feel like a couple of players like, hey, I'm going to take, you know, a week or two off, then I'll be back in the gym lifting. Then another guy, I think it was Reggie and Dorian is like, yeah, I'm not going to do anything until July. And it's like yeah. everybody has their different kind of routines and, you know, breaks. And they, I mean, these guys just ran like, I don't know, a million miles in the playoffs. So <laughs> they need breaks. And Reggie talking about fatherhood and yeah. how he's like, man, I want to catch up on being a dad. And, you know, he's been gone and stuff. And, you know, being with his his kids and stuff over the offseason, that was really cool to hear. So now we kind of just, just leave these guys alone and let them uh, <laughs> do their thing, and we'll focus on all the r- rumors and speculation with the draft and free agency. No, screw that. Now comes the Instagram watch <laughs> portion of the offseason where we're just going to be on watching everybody's Instagram stories to see where they're going next, and I'm sure people will be posting that all over the place. But there you go. That's some bonus stuff from Exit Interviews. Uh, we have an episode up right now about – um, the Zach Levine rumors about Rudy Gobert and about what Nico Harrison said at exit interviews. We detail all that in our latest episodes. So go check that out if you haven't. Guys, thanks so much for listening to this bonus episode of Lockdown Mavs. So, boom.